0: This whole work harder shit. The motherfuckers who are saying that are the motherfuckers that you work for. (laughs) They're not working
1: hard at all. They're trying to get you to work hard. Exactly. So
0: that's (laughs) that's the theme of today's show, folks. We're gonna start off with that. (laughs) You know, we were just having this discussion. I was like, okay, this is a good place to come right on in. But just the whole concept of, you know, if you just work hard, you'll be able to be more successful and you'll be able to have this and that. No. It's been people that have been working hard for 40 years, and then when they get to retirement age, what do they have? Well, not, well yeah. first of all, they don't have a retirement now. Their retirement is – I mean, everybody take a look at your IRAs right now. Everybody look at your 401Ks right now, and especially what's been going on for the last two years. How is working hard really making things better for you? Because now look at who you work for and look at their CEO. Look at his Now look up his salary. Looks like working hard is really working out for him, huh? You know, so I was like
1: I was saying, when I when I did network marketing, I never worked harder in my life. I used to wake up at five in the morning, go to the take the metro to downtown Washington DC. A thousand business cards, I would hand them out to people. Then I would put flyers all over town. Then I would field phone calls, and I I, I probably made two bucks you know, at the end of each day. Hey, man. I never worked so hard in my life, and I go, hey, man. man, what is? And I, this is I'm straight out of college, naive, thinking all I got to do is put in the hard work, and I things will come my way. You It doesn't matter how hard you work. If you have a flawed strategy, it's going to be no avail. It's even like with strength training. If you, if you do a high frequency training approach and you don't train anywhere close to failure and you do it consistently, you're going to get really strong without killing yourself. As opposed to someone who trains really hard, but they have no strategy. They're just burning themselves out. Six months go down the line. All they have are injuries to show for it.
0: Hey, so Mike. Got, TJ. No pain, no game, brother. <laughs> no pain, yeah, no, no gain.
1: No, no, no pain. No, no. If if you have a lot of pain, it's no gains. High pain, <laughs> no gains. <laughs> yeah, you, you have pain after every workout. You're gonna have no. Gain. It shouldn't be painful. That's some of the dumbest advice ever. You know, you, you gotta, you gotta push yourself to your limits.
0: It's the only way you're going to know what you're made of. Well, now you're made of mush because you can't get up off the couch because you're well, in so you much gotta, pain. You got
1: to do that sometimes just to see where you're at. But most of the time, it's like I always say, you're either demonstrating strength or you're building strength. If you're just demonstrating strength all the time, all you're doing is demonstrating what you can do at that moment. You're not building upon anything.
0: Man, what you just said, that's the shittiest T-shirt ever. How about go hard or <laughs> go home? Now, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs>
1: Just go home. Most people should just go home. And first of all, no one—it's not like there's an epidemic of people training hard anyway. So it's not as, <laughs> right. it's not as if this is the big problem most people have. <laughs>
0: you know what? You know what's wrong with America? Motherfuckers train too hard. Okay, <laughs> they do wait, They're doing too much. <laughs> you got people working out too hard at the gym. Everybody, man. everywhere out. I look, man, people are in the gym. They're outside running. They're out lifting all these weights. They're doing all the stuff. <clears throat> Nobody's relaxing, man. Y'all doing too much in America, bro. You're doing the most. <laughs> trying to tell me man over 66 million people this is what y'all are doing <laughs> yeah but if you don't have
1: a strategy it's like getting it's like i want to drive from here to washington dc and i just get in the car and go i don't use a map or figure out a route i just start driving and hope that i end up there <laughs> chances are i'm not going to end up where i want to be i'm going to end up in montana instead of <laughs> to D.C. i'm going to be like man how did i end up in in
0: Arkansas, come on South Dakota, like, <laughs> like no one goes to South Dakota.
1: Okay, if I want to go to the grocery store and get a loaf of Ezekiel bread, I gotta have a route planned out. I don't just get in the car and start driving around until I come across the place,
0: or you just stop at every store along that you just pass by, and just going like, You have Ezekiel bread? They're like, I don't even know who Ezekiel is, bro. <laughs> You have Ezekiel <laughs> bread, dude. I'm not a Cowboys fan. Like, no, no, not, not the football players.
1: <laughs> like, no. I think people are really good at lying to themselves, and that's what gets a lot of people into trouble. Like, people saying they're a homeowner and they have a mortgage. Like, you and I were talking about, you have you have a mortgage, you're not a
0: homeowner. So let's not kid ourselves, man. You're just lying to yourself. You're paying high-interest rent, okay? <laughs> at least somebody yeah, that's just outright renting is not paying it. this high interest on
1: it. Yeah, you're making decisions predicated on a fabrication because so much of what people do is trying to project something they're not It's like Dr. Phil said in an episode where he's with Bill Maher on his podcast and he goes, social media is basically people went from living their lives to watching other people live their lives. (laughs) And then people are just putting out an aspirational life that doesn't even exist. So you're watching these lives thinking that, no, you're just like you always say, it's like this is just a highlight reel.
0: It's like everybody's putting out the greatest hits. But then when I I have to reevaluate when I said that. Now, I said, you know, most people on social media, they're putting out their greatest hits. You know, you never see it. You never see the album cuts that flop. Now that I think about it, they're not even the greatest hits. They're all, they're putting out their milli, they put out their milli vanilli albums. They're all (laughs) lip syncing. It's not even real. It's it's not even the greatest hits. They're lip syncing (laughs) to somebody else's greatest hits. You know, everybody's living a milli vanilli life now. (laughs) Girl, you know, it's true. (laughs) It's
1: like, come on. The funniest
0: are these women who try to
1: talk, they try to be so intellectual with what they post. And then you look at their stories and it's just them in a fucking bikini on the beach and they're just as superficial as all these other broads who do the same
0: thing. <laughs> it's like, who the fuck are you guys kidding? Well, I mean, this is what happens when, you know, you have a, when you have a trend of cutting the cord. When people cut the cord, they realize there really wasn't anything else to watch. So they turn to the social media. <laughs> and so they're like, <laughs> you know what? I just start my own TV show. You know? Oh, man. <laughs> It just went from bad to worse. You're better yeah. off
1: watching TV than you are looking at Now, TV everything
0: TV. is public television now. That's what it all is. <laughs> yeah. It's low-quality reality oh TV. Oh, my God.
1: That's what
0: it's like it's all being filmed from a basement somewhere. It's like, okay, is, is somebody in there been kidnapped? I'm like, where, where are you filming from, man? What location <laughs> is that? But yeah. It's funny is
1: when you walk around, you see people with their selfie sticks filming content for social media. I was at the park with Raina and Rumi the other day, and here's this blonde chick with a selfie stick as long as a baseball bat walking around filming some bullshit for her for her IG stories or whatever it is. And I walked by long enough just to hear some motivational crap. So what you need to do is blah, 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 blah. I don't give a fuck what you think I need to do. Who the fuck are you? It's some chick walking around the park with a selfie stick. First of money. all, what
0: you need to do is get rid of that selfie stick. This is not 2006. Like who still <laughs> who still uses those?
1: Oh, a lot of people do. You can't go to the strip without running into 20 people with selfie sticks every 10 feet. Oh, that looks hilarious! I can just imagine how crazy <laughs> it looks. Like, what? oh, it's crazy. You can, especially when you go to the Bellagio Springs.
0: Oh yeah, of course. Yeah,
1: yeah that, that area where you walk around the periphery of those yeah. springs. it's it's just selfie stick, selfie stick, selfie stick everywhere you go. <laughs> Like, I'm surprised they still sell those things. It's like, <laughs> but the whole point of people filming stuff like that is they're just trying to get other people to feel jealous about this illusion that doesn't even exist. That's not your life. So what if you're at the Bellagio water show for two minutes? On Monday, you go back to your shitty-ass job like everybody else is. Fuck are You act like this is your life. Well, here's the
0: thing. You're sitting there you're, you're in front of the springs in front of Bellagio and act like you're living this fabulous life, but you still flew out there on Spirit. It's <laughs> just like... <us. laughs> My, you still didn't. To my, you still didn't pay for your bags to be carried on. I'm like, come on. It's
1: yeah, like, you still had to put a quarter in the bathroom to use it on Spirit Airlines. <laughs> <laughs> you had to put a quarter in the slot to open up the crappy ass bathroom. In man, bathroom.
0: your life is so fabulous. You didn't get. You didn't even have any in plane snacks. I mean, you, at least on Southwest you get some peanuts, but not, on Spirit you get
1: nothing. <laughs> I saw I saw these two people I know, and they're they're posting their Hawaii vacation. And I know for a fact that these two people have jobs they hate. They hate their life. But they're posting this Hawaii vacation as if this is their life. Like, oh, yeah, we're having such a good time, blah, 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 blah. Hey, maybe they did. A the couple days but... you go back to your <laughs> shitty-ass jobs, and all you're going to do is just look at your the clips you made.
0: Yeah. Hey, remember that trip to Hawaii? <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> that one time? You know, like I so said, there's nothing There's nothing wrong with taking a trip or whatever. But my thing is, like, why Why not just enjoy your experience? Why not let your experience be your experience? Why do you... Why do you just have to include the world in it? You know, because trust me, I'm going to tell you something. You probably I don't know if you're ready for this. Have a seat. At the end of the day, no one gives a shit. (laughs) (laughs) No one cares about you. No one cares about your vacation. No one cares about your kids graduating. Nobody cares about any of that. Nobody cares about your little Johnny who is now graduated from preschool because they're like, okay, he still has 13 years to go. (laughs) Will he make it? will he not try to be a drug addict or, or, or get- no, no
1: one no one cares about you scratching your ass with a spatula <laughs>
0: what <laughs> there
1: <What? laughs> seems, seems to be a new trend on instagram no no, no, no. stop they're stop it stop it,
0: stop it. <laughs> hell no you're you're lying shut up
1: no you saw this i sent you that uh, clip oh yeah that. That shit. I thought scratch. that was a one-off thing, though, man. I just no, 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 no. You clip on one clip like that. You get served that shit up every day now. Oh you no! Never see. want to clip on this cut. You never want to click on any of this stuff because if you do, the floodgates are now open, and see, you're gonna I'm glad DM. you sent it to me
0: via DM so so I can just watch it inside the DM because I don't want that algorithm thing. Like, oh, he likes spatula ass scratching too. <laughs> There's one where people
1: film their girlfriends farting in front of them. OK, it's not, there's a thousand other clips like that. Everyone thinks it's so funny. I was like, this is not funny. It's, it's this is like, that's
0: just like, I don't know. It's like filming someone taking a piss. It's like, OK, that's everyday life. That's what people do. Why is it funny? Now?
1: Don't, don't give people any ideas. <laughs>
0: you know? I'm sure that's already out there. If not, uh, I caught you pissing. Uh,
1: start, like, it starts with selfies with the toilet in the background. OK,
0: those and, are worse. <laughs>
1: then it goes. <laughs> then it goes down from there. <laughs> These chicks taking these what they think are cute photos, and there's a toilet in the
0: background. Well, no, it's even worse. Or or they're they're in their rooms, and it's like the room's a hot mess. But they're trying to do a sexy video. I'm like, I can't look (laughs) at you because I see your dirty panties hanging on the closet door handle over there, and there are your socks. And your dog is looking like, please somebody help me. (laughs) Your dog looking like he's in a hostage video. (laughs) The worst are these thirsty guys who probably spend their whole
1: day just commenting on good-looking women's clips, as if that's somewhere.
0: You're looking at you're so pretty, you're so beautiful. Do, do, do. You know it's really bad, like in it's really bad in Reddit. Now here's the thing: a guy will post, <laughs> check it out. A guy will <laughs> post a video. Let's just say of like Anna Darmas. He'll post a video, a, a picture of her, just in a, in a group like of celebrities, right? Uh, there's always a dumb a lot of dumb who comment on the picture god you're so beautiful dude it's not her she didn't post a picture so you can look at the username right there it's just like using you slash random ass dude posting pictures you know but you're telling like anna you're so beautiful blah blah i would you know if i were with you blah, blah, blah. i'm like dude she didn't post this picture you're stupid stop that just like I used to say, like okay, maybe it's like a dude from a foreign country, you know. Like <laughs> I used to say, back in the day, you would see those comments like, "Would you like to make some sex?" <laughs> <laughs> that was—I don't know why that was such a common response from from certain countries. I'm like, okay, are y'all teaching them this shit in English? Is like whoever's doing it—they are trolling you. That is not how you say that. Would you like <laughs> to make some sex? <laughs> but. But now I'm just starting to see regular ass dudes just commenting and talking to these pictures like they're the, the actual person. I'm like, and trust me, if it if that person did post it, if it was actually that celebrity, you think she would actually respond to you, dude? You're on Reddit in the comment section, trying to flirt. <laughs> Sad. <laughs> okay, just stop. You know, but that's
1: why that's why I know all this fat shaming that people like to talk about on Instagram at the gym doesn't exist because you look at any overweight girl posting clips of her working out. What do you see in the comments? Oh, baby, you're so hot. Oh, man, you're so impressive. Keep up the good work. No one even has a negative comment to say. Now, every gym I've ever been to, I see overweight people all the time. No one's shaming them. If anything, people are helpful to people there. They're happy. I'm, I'm happy when I see people. I'm like, hey, great, man. Awesome. If, if anyone comes up to me and needs help with anything, I'll, I'll offer it. Right. I don't go around offering advice because I don't want to get stuck in that. But the reality is that's a supportive environment. You know? Most people know how hard it is to even get there and make any progress. So exactly. when someone shows up consistently, people are like, good for you, man. Keep it going.
0: Yeah, most of the shit, like I question a lot of the shit they post with all this. There's anti this and stop this and stop that. I'm like, where is this happening? Yeah. It, it, it's, it's rapid, you know it's just all this is going it's just, i'm like okay um yeah i like to be at home but when i'm out i don't see any of these things uh all these people you saying being targeted i mean I'm not saying it doesn't happen but it's not i don't think it's happening the way that you're claiming it's happening it's you like the mean? whole
1: stop asian hate thing Everyone's yeah exactly you're asian acting hate. like
0: it's where's this happening i'm like okay and my wife loves asian food and we tend to eat a lot we eat in chinatown a lot and around there i'm just like I'm not seeing any of that happening here. I'm not even seeing that being reported over there. I'm like, what is happening here? Where, Where is this going on? Now, again, not saying it doesn't happen. There have been some incidents I've seen posted, but not the way they were talking. I'm just like, OK, so there's a there's an Asian guy in our community
1: who walks around seven hills looking at a fucking iPad with big headphones oh, you told on me.
0: About to, yeah. And this guy's been doing this for years.
1: He's so he's not
0: afraid. He's good.
1: So anyone Maybe. is a target for this Asian hate movement. This guy would have had his ass kicked by now. Right. OK, <laughs> someone driving by would have been like, hey, there's a Chinese guy. Let's go F him up
0: either that or this motherfucker is a ninja that we don't know about. He's, he's like, <laughs> people just know like, Oh, no, 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 not him. Keep going. <laughs> it's like- well, unfortunately this guy couldn't fight out of a paper bag. <laughs> but
1: hopefully no one knows that. But if you, anytime you see a guy that distracted, you know, this is not a guy who knows how to take care of himself. This is a guy who's never dealt with physical confrontation ever in his life. Anyone who feels that safe is, is someone that has never dealt with physical confrontation.
0: So Yeah. It's just, I Oh don't, I don't man. A lot of these hashtags, it's just like, it's funny. I said most of these crimes and these issues only happen online. <laughs> to my, to my, if it has a hashtag, there's the crime right there. Hashtag this, hashtag that.
1: Yeah, people are putting up all these, all these memes as if this is something that's actually. i um, stop Asian hate. As if it's some epidemic that's happening every day. <laughs> but then I'm looking like, what things can happen with your stupid ass post? Do you think anyone's gonna see that and be like, oh man, you know, I about to go out and beat up a oh, Hey man. I
0: was, I them. was just about <laughs> to beat this, this Asian dude's ass, but then I saw your post. I changed my mind, (laughs) you know. But you know what's crazy? The majority of people I see posting it—they're not Asian. So I'm (laughs) like, I said, okay. So you know why? Because if it is an issue, here's the thing about it: most likely, the Asian community are are getting together to make sure it's that shit stops. You want to know how I can say that? Because when I go to the range to train clients, you know, right when the pandemic first started, (laughs) there were quite a few Asian instructors who were bringing groups of people and train them so guess what I don't there was no stop Asian there was no Asian hate going on really because they were getting ready and and I actually talked to hey man so I actually asked him I said is this as bad as it's they saying it is he goes no he said but you know what why why should we sit there and wait for it to get bad he said you know everybody should be proactive and 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 be ready to take care of themselves he said so I said I said now that's the attitude you need to have so It wasn't even about like, oh, I hate guns and blah, blah. It's just like, he's like, no, they're, I mean, and his client, like he would bring in about groups of like 10, 15 people. And the age ranges would go anywhere from like, like say in their twenties, you saw some kids sometimes training. So, you know, they were like like preteens and in their teens all the way to the elderly. Because again, when it comes to, older Asian people I, it's just hard to even know what the number is I can't even guesstimate and say you know oh, well, they were like 80 or 90 because you just don't know <laughs> so but but you can tell dude that and they were all attentive and learning so you had a entire spectrum of age groups learning from this guy and these guys so and that's how it should be you know you should be banding together especially in your community to all work together to take care of yourselves you know, starts from home and then you work your way out to the rest of the neighborhood, you know, and that's the thing about it. Everybody else wants to just save the world. And then they not paying attention to what's going on in their own backyard. Yeah, and the very idea, because it's very easy to be all about speaking up for the world because right. Right. you really don't have to do much. You can post like I stand with this, I stand with that, and you feel like you've done something. <laughs> OK, that's not stopping the bombing. OK, and that's not stopping the sanctions and that's not that's not stopping, you know, uh, imperialism or whatever else. and That's not stopping our government for for sending them, you know, for basically scratching their back so they can scratch ours later on down the line. None of well, that.
1: That's what I like being around people that are actually doing stuff like that rescue retriever organization <laughs> here in yeah. Vegas where I got Rumi from. Okay, they saw a problem. There's there's dogs experiencing extreme cruelty from the dog meat industry in Korea. So instead of just posting a bunch of clips about it and really go doing nothing, what do they do? They work with an organization in Korea to get dogs out of Korea and adopted in homes out here. And they, every Friday, they're going to the airport, bringing in a dozen more dogs, getting these dogs in homes. Right. And they're very proactive. <laughs> they're doing this thing. They're very committed. They're not just posting a bunch of clips, going, "Oh, look how terrible this is." Not to say that there isn't—that's useless. But in the end, it's like I don't want to know about stuff if I can't do anything about it. It's my attitude because right. then, it's, then you're just giving me a bunch of info that makes me feel terrible about the world. Yeah, here's my can- thing:
0: bring me, you know, bring the awareness to me, but then let me know how can I help? What can <laughs> I? What can I do? But don't just post stuff and then you're gone. It's just like, you know, like oh. They're you just that's like somebody just walks into a room, a crowded room, and all of a sudden they give them the microphone. They're killing kids in the mines over there for lithium for your for the batteries in your cell phone. And then you walk out and, yeah. and you're like, Well, Okay, what? Okay, first of all, what the hell was that? That <laughs> sounds like something somebody would do on Fremont Street. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, I, they
1: just, they just yell out. And, and that's man, the, and per- the that's the perfect fucking street by. to do
0: it too, man. Because every time my wife and I visited Vegas. There's never not been an adventure on Fremont Street. Dude. <laughs> the, I mean, the craziest one was this couple. They were they were out. Okay, first of all, this dude was wearing Daisy Dukes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Him and his girl were sitting down, they were acting like mimes, but he was oh, fishing. Did he, did he at least have the legs for it? I mean, come on now. Know. His legs actually look better than his girls. I'm just gonna be honest. The dude has some nice legs. I, I will give him that. He he never he didn't, he didn't miss leg day. I will give it to him. Okay? But I didn't even see your ass cheeks hanging out those shorts. Okay, that's a little too much. <laughs> okay. And so this dude just kept on. It's like I was we were walking by. I was like, I saw a don't look at him. Don't look at him. Don't. Look at him. That's like telling my wife, look at him, okay? Because <laughs> she's like, oh. She She was just fascinated because she could understand what they were doing. She's Just like the kind of person that'll look and then, and then you know, point point and then tell you about it. <laughs>
1: Carol does the same thing.
0: You know, she'll be like, yeah, "Look maybe, at that guy; he's got boobies." was like, like, oh my god." She's like, "Baby, <laughs> for a man, he's got some nice legs." I'm like, you? and I, I tell her when she says stuff, I say, "You know, you use an Arab whisper because you know culturally <laughs> they're very, they're very passionate when they talk. So when they think they're whispering, I'm like you know, everybody can hear every word you're saying, right?" I, said, I call that the arab whisper i said um he heard you and i was like keep walking did he then they started focusing on us and they did their little mind routine toward us and basically this dude acted like he had a, a fishing pole and he was like casting it out to catch us and he kept trying to reel it in and i was like and so then my dumbass, you know i was like fuck it i'm gonna run with it i started narrating <laughs> i just started like you got to reel it in and then <laughs> so, you know, i just started doing a play-by-play of everything they were doing she goes oh my god you're so crazy i said well it's your fault i mean i told you to keep walking but now i i just got to join in now i gotta make it worth my time now. I, I have
1: this terrible joke about how i i can look at someone's body type and tell what their hormones are which is actually fairly accurate So whenever whenever carol and i are a, out and about and we're looking watching people i'll be like oh look at this guy he's got way too much estrogen he's got way too much lower body fat and all that and then it got to a point where we're walking around and she'll start like, "Look at that guy; he's got boobies." You know, she says aloud. <laughs> I'm like, Shh. "So you gotta do that? You gotta do that stuff on the <laughs> slide? Man. You don't just yell it out?" You know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh. And everybody like, "What? He's not gonna do anything." I'm with you. Yeah, I'm not trying to be in a confrontation. <laughs> I don't feel like fighting. It's like, shit. Well. <laughs> Even I though can, I know it'd be easy, but Dad, no, I don't want no. I'll just punch him in the hooters. <laughs> <laughs> no, just give him a, give a, a nipple nurple. Just like, just <laughs> it and twist it like, yeah, down, yeah girl, exactly. You just grab a, <laughs> grab a fistful of that chest and twist it. <laughs> just yeah. twist it like down, twist girl.
1: Yeah, tap up, tap out real fast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey man, Tim Larkin taught me this. Man, it's target focused training right here. <laughs> you go to places that causes injury. Okay, <laughs> I learn from the best.
1: Okay, that that that's how bad hormone imbalances have <laughs> gotten, though, where it's actually visible. Yeah, blood work just confirms what we already see. We don't even really need to look at the blood work. That's just confirmation. But that's how bad it is. It's bad when it's visible. You know, it should be something that. You don't even know. Other people don't even know. <laughs> except for you. That's how that's how it used to be. Right. Now it's actually visible for both men
0: and women. Yeah. Um God, what is it? And now you got dudes who have like this. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Now you well, got dudes. Fup- dudes <laughs> who walk around now with FUPAS, you know, <laughs> that fat upper Pelvic area? <laughs> there used to be something cruelly said about women, but now dudes have a fupa. You know?
1: Well, I mean, this whole this whole unhealthy behavior is normalized to the point where if you're actually someone healthy, you're some kind of aberration. Like, there's something wrong with you psychologically that you're so fixated on, on eating clean. Well, you're food. a health
0: you're a health nut. You're a health freak, dude. Yeah.
1: Yeah, health nut. The whole notion of health nut is so moronic to yeah, me. Well,
0: too. well, no, because we do know some people who some. In- Fucking health nuts because they're just nuts who just happen to focus a lot on health. What they think is healthy because they are so fixated because they're running from other stuff. There's other things mentally that they're not taking care of. So there are some health nuts out there. So, but but just somebody just goes to the gym regularly and you know you you tend not to eat a bunch of crap all the time. Oh man. Come on, just live a little. Just stop being a health nut. Just you know, eat the cake. It's like uh, yeah. Well, it's like
1: people make jokes going like, "Hey, look, if you're a guy with abs over fifty, you're probably gay." <laughs>
0: <laughs> because yeah, just, gay- that's right up. That's right up their <laughs> way. My, oh, if you're a guy, only, only, you're a gay guy guys
1: a only, only gay guys are motivated to be fit. First you know, of all, is, most, most of all, first of all, most gay guys are not fit either. That's a total. That's a total misnomer. Not like every gay guy walking around has a six pack. Not every fit.
0: not every gay guy has a twink. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's just like, it's like every time there's a, like every time there's some type of shooting or whatever, or somebody posts a gun like, oh, or if they have a big, let's just say they have a big truck. Like, oh, somebody's overcompensating. You got the big pickup. You know, he has a small something else. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're basically saying every, everybody with a big truck and a gun has a little dick. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> so you're saying basically all these dudes walk around, everybody that's going around with a Prius and just prone to call 911 at the first sound of trouble, like a Karen, they're the ones with the big dicks. That's what you're saying. Yeah. yeah that, that's <laughs> so, a really, so basically uh, you're saying you, yeah. you're the only one with a big dick. That's what you're saying, right? <laughs> I'm like, you're sitting there. So, okay. It, it, it's hilarious. That, that's everybody's so, default go to. to, the, go to. Or if you got some muscles, like, you know, you know, he's juicing.
1: <laughs> yeah yeah it's always trying to diminish someone's thing or like oh you're so focused on being strong because you're trying to overcompensate it's like no i like to be strong so i can pick up idiots like you and throw them like footballs
0: <laughs> see see there you go being a bully so you overcompensate. <laughs> you're insecure <laughs> like the
1: the belts the best self-defense is not ever needing one exactly <laughs> if you project strength 99 of the time you won't need to use any skill set <laughs> Not to say that you shouldn't have a skill set. You should definitely have that too because there's always that 1%. right Or you're you're a more enticing target because you look a certain way to some people. But overall, if you project strength, people are like, nope, not that one. Let's look for an easier human target. Exactly. Like that Asian guy looking at an iPad walking around seven hills. (laughs) Yeah. That's an easier target.
0: You know, in California, you got a word for that. It's called Mark.
1: (laughs) 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 No, but it's just this whole notion of, you can't be around mediocre people if you're trying to improve yourself because they're always going to try to pull you down like crabs in the barrel. That old cliche
0: saying, well, how dare yeah. you highlight my insecurities? OK, <laughs> you'll get to do that. <clears throat> like, Well, why do you need to do
1: all this? It's like, oh, you're working out so hard. You're getting injured. It's like, yeah, it comes with the territory, bitch. <laughs> That's sometimes what, what happens those of us who push ourselves. Sometimes we go a little bit. Past hey, guess growth. what?
0: Same thing is like with a business to my, you're going you're gonna to have some failures, you know, or investments. You're going to have some rug pulls. You're going to have some that bomb, but you know, do you stop? And it's like, Oh, I'm just going to go ahead and be broke and be, be basic and just whine and complain. Or you get up and you, you try again.
1: Yeah. Success is never this linear path of point A to point B. Not in no context. It's
0: Any it's type different. of growth is going to suck. Okay, you're gonna stretch and tear something in order for something to grow back in its place, bigger and better. That's how it works. Whether you're working out, you're building a business, you're building a relationship, whatever, you got to take those pains because that's, what's, that's what you're gonna, that's where you go. That's where the good stuff is. That's what it's, you find out the, the real things. You find it there, and that's where you see what you're really made of. And then you get to see pretty much how you adjust accordingly. When everything's going great, how are you growing? How do you even know that you're growing? You know, right? You need to have that challenge. You need to have some of that adversity. So I mean, you're not having any adversity. You're not even having anything. You haven't done anything. Yeah. You're avoiding the very thing that is crucial, essential
1: to doing anything of worth.
0: You know how easy it was just to sit there and you know, be carried around by your mother as a baby? <laughs> <laughs> you know, after a while, it sucks for her. <laughs> but I mean, just like some of these people, I still see their they, they have their kids in strollers and they're like five. I'm like, that motherfucker needs to get out and walk. What are you doing? You know, or they're breastfeeding at five. I'm like, okay, now he, he's no longer breastfeeding now. And now it's incestuous. It's, it's something totally, it's, it's gone now from something natural to something that's probably illegal in most States at this point, you know, and now you've got an issue. I've got this cousin who basically she just chumps her parents, right? She runs the show, even
1: when she was a little kid. Yeah. And one time she went on a ski vacation with, With my family, so my parents and Roger, so all the five, the five of us went on this ski trip and my dad paid for ski lessons for her. She never skied before in her life. So anyway, it was super cold. I think it was in Vermont. It was super cold in the morning and my dad goes in he's like, Hey, it's time for your ski lesson. And she's like, I don't want to go. It's cold. You know, her parents would have been like, OK, you can stay in bed. And my dad, no, nothing pissed off my dad more than someone wasting his money. He already paid for her lessons. So my dad went in there and he tore the sheets off the bed. He's like, get the fuck out of that bed right now. You know, like that. She jumped out of that bed with zero hesitation. You know, she, It was almost like as if she were waiting for someone to check her. Or well, put her well, in- most,
0: most people, I mean, look, man, in the, the day, most people won't, most children won't discipline. And, you know, and guess what? If you don't give them discipline as children, they become adult children and they still want some type of discipline.
1: And when the funniest part is she married a guy just like my dad. She didn't marry a guy like her dad. She married a guy like my dad. You know, her husband is like my dad, like that and kind of. Probably, push. She,
0: well, she probably wants somebody takes some initiative and, you know, and help her feel secure and takes charge, you know, and, yeah. and people want to say, oh, there's the patriarchy. OK, yeah. What's patriarchy? What, what does that even mean? at the end of the day so none of that shit means all the shit you said that it, that you think that it means okay what's what's even wrong with that i'm like we're talking about orders of nature here now we keep playing this bizarro land flip-flopping and everybody exchanging roles you you then you start getting the results you're starting to see that are happening now you know so well, my mom always
1: felt confident with my dad around in in all these sketchy places in africa no matter where they went she always felt okay with him because he's a guy who can handle all the situations. Right. I saw him in a lot of really sketchy situations where people would be freaking out and he was always calm and cool and handled it really well. I, so she always felt confident around him. If she were out there on her own, she'd be freaking out. Exactly. <clears throat> so those are desirable qualities to have is my point. <laughs> is yeah. that, that's the kind of person you want to be. You want to be a person who comes in the room, makes everyone else feel better that you're in there.
0: Exactly and not the not the other way around <laughs> or or even worse, you just you are so irrelevant they don't even notice you're in the room.
1: <laughs> you don't want to be like this guy in a plane. one time I was flying to Visalia California on this small plane, it's a small town in California. I was flying out there to teach a course. And so the, the small planes don't handle turbulence very well. Yeah, and there's a lot of wind all. in Vegas. There's a lot of wind in Vegas. So this plane was dealing with a lot of turbulence, which I don't like dealing with at all. So I'm sitting there just trying to stay calm. And then this guy sitting, not immediately next to me, but on the road next to me, every time we would hit turbulence, he would be like, oh, like that. And I Those like,
0: passengers are the worst. I, I actually had to, tell, dude, I had to tell a dude He's once. Not- it was funny. On the way to Vegas, I had a tell a dude once. I was like, dude, shut the fuck up.
1: That's what I was like to this
0: guy. The first time no, I, I, had like, you know? <laughs> I had to say it. I had to say
1: I said good. it too. Like the, after, the, the second time he did, I was like, "Dude, shut the fuck up."
0: <laughs> and, and the was looking at me like, like wow. "Sorry, I'm sorry, man. I just, I just, I get so frustrated." I said, "Everybody's feeling it right now." I said, "Trust me, no one's enjoying turbulence at this moment." I said, but you're not making it better. Calm down. Get like a drink this, or something. The plane was so small that it had
1: to stop to get gas on the way to to Visalia, oh, California. <laughs> and it stopped to get
0: gas. Yeah, I hate, get again. <laughs> I hate being on those type of planes where basically, you know, you have to get off the plane on the tarmac to go into the airport because it's so small. It's like,
1: <laughs> those no, but boats. my dad had no fear on planes like that. One time in Kenya, we're flying into this remote area. where and we're, the, the runway is a dirt road with potholes. And this plane's about <laughs> to land on it. I'm sitting there looking out the window going, oh, my God, we're going to die. And my dad's just sitting there reading the Wall Street Journal. (laughs) (laughs) You you think that's bad. You ought
0: to see what the stocks are doing right now. (laughs) You ought to see what's going on back in America.
1: (laughs) He he needs to know what he needs to short. once this plane
0: like? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. You think Africa's dangerous. You don't see the U.S. economy. Oh, that's dangerous. <laughs> it's like, shit. The funniest
1: thing is, we were driving around one time in a safari park, and there, there, were these, there were these vicious flies that bite you, and these motherfuckers hurt. So, my dad is driving on this treacherous terrain, and these flies are biting him, but we couldn't stop. We had to keep going because this, this is just not an area you can stop. Right. And every time this fly would bite my dad, he's like, Ow! And my mom would go, What? Stop saying Ow! And he's like, Well, sham. If it hurts, I got to say Ow! Okay. <laughs> This is the kind of conversation? <laughs> I got to say it now. You know? <laughs> oh, like, what am I supposed to say when oh, he's playing me? This is like a fit, like, <laughs> those motherfuckers hurt man because I got stung by a couple of those things too. They, they they hurt like a son of a
0: bitch. Oh man, like a, like a 50s family comedy or something like that. <laughs> yeah.
1: oh, I got i got a, a million stories like that. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, oh. uh, it's like a like European vacation with Chevy Chase. Yeah, their vacations were like. My dad <laughs> would laugh watching those movies because he knew it too. It was it was no exaggeration. It was like those movies. <laughs> oh man, like something stupid was going to happen on every trip. You just knew it <laughs> more than once, more than one thing, most likely. Yeah. <laughs> so running out of gas in the middle of nowhere, Check. <laughs> that happens every time. Yeah.
0: Flat tire in the middle of a safari?
1: <laughs> My dad had the best luck, though. We would run out of gas in the middle of nowhere. I mean, middle of nowhere. You haven't seen a car for hours. And then literally two minutes later, a car just happens to be driving by. And they don't just happen to drive by. They happen to be someone friendly driving by who stops and offers to help us. Almost every time. Hmm. I, I get a flat tire. It happens to be in a town where the Grand Wizard of the Ku Klux Klan is. <laughs>
0: Lodi, Lodi, Ohio. <laughs> you need help, boy?
1: <laughs> I'm good. I, I'm parked in front of a gas station that says gas and food on it. it doesn't even have any branding. And I had to change a tire. <laughs> the fastest tire change I've ever done in my life.
0: <laughs>
1: <sighs> I remember I was thinking. You know, so you're like,
0: you changing that tire like you're a NASCAR. You
1: know, <laughs> know what the funny thing is, is, I was driving through that town. I'd be, I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, man, this would be a terrible place to get a flat tire. And then literally, Right on the money, I get a flat tire. Fortunately, I know how to change a flat tire. I'm not one of these pussies who calls Triple A when they get a flat tire. <laughs> so I changed that thing so fast, though. And I was yeah,
0: all I, I don't think that would work worked out too well for you trying to call Triple A. They're like, you are not Triple A. No, we're Triple K. You need some help. <laughs> this would be the kind of place I
1: walk in there, and like everyone's, like the music stops and everyone turns. That's what it would have been like. All of a sudden,
0: it turns to a scene from Deliverance. It's like, Okay, what is happening here? <laughs> Oh man, man, yeah. Some parts of America you don't even want to drive through. Hey man, let me tell you, I had to about when, I was, when I was DJing, and I remember I got booked <laughs> to do this rave, and it was in Bellefontaine, Ohio. Okay, so they picked me up. I forgot which airport I flew in. I don't know if it was, I don't know if I flew into Cincinnati. I don't remember which one. All I know is the promoter says these, I'm thinking he's picking like car service to come get me. It's like Dude, it's so funny. It seems like this happened like in the early two thousands. This was like the most early two thousands ass scene I've ever seen. So you know, somebody picked me up that looked like um oh my god um oh man, what is his name? Little skinny kid that was in um Hustle and Flow. Oh, Um, I know you're the little white kid.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you're
0: talking about that. Yeah. Because so, <laughs> so, every town in Ohio has a guy who looks like that. <laughs> so, I mean, these dudes, look like today, they would look like meth dealers or meth users. They look like extras on on Breaking Bad. So they, <laughs> they, they pick me up in a car like this old-ass Cutlass. When the car pulls up, I'm thinking like, okay, because I live in Atlanta, and I know Cutlasses is very popular. I'm thinking like, okay. It's... And then they get out. I'm like, these are not black dudes. I thought there was at least be black dudes driving this. <laughs> but so yeah so man they picked me up and then we're driving and you know they were cool but i'm still kind of like i'm kind of like on alert i'm like okay what who what is happening here because where am i going where's Bellefontaine? and who are these dudes and i'm like and as we're driving once we pass all the little cool looking little farms and all all of a sudden you just see fields and cornfields and then it gets even i'm like okay now i don't see any houses anymore for a long time. For about an hour into the drive. I'm like, dude, how much further are we going? <laughs> like, oh, we're almost there. So another almost hour goes by. I'm like, okay. And I'm like, when I stop seeing streetlights, I'm on alert. Okay? <laughs> it's like, because oh, I, I know how that sucks at nighttime. If I'm not seeing I look for that during the day. It tells me everything I need to know. And, dude, we're out in the middle of nowhere for this rave. <laughs> I'm just like, Okay, first of all, who 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 knows about this place? And how did these kids get who told them how do they know about this? Where are they coming from? And I'm just thinking like, man, hurry up and get me out of here. <laughs> let me do my let me do my spot, get paid my the rest of my money, and take me back. <clears throat> I'm not staying overnight because I don't even know where I'm staying. Like, what is this? So I actually had a pro to promote like, uh, yeah, I'm gonna I, I need to get back. I got another gig and I need to get back to Houston. And so, I mean, he was real cool. So, I mean, he was so appreciative, whatever. So, he ended up, like, changing my ticket, you know, so I could leave that night. Because I'm like, yeah, I ain't trying to be here. Because they were all going to spend the night out there camping and whatever else. <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 no. It's dark. It's dark. It not- no. And there was, like, three black people. I was one of them. Okay? <laughs> and the other two, they they didn't look like normal black people. Okay, i mean really like the type motherfuckers that would have sold my ass out for, and sacrificed me so they can stay alive <laughs> because I already fucked up their quota. I mean, how many black friends need to be out there? <laughs> okay, yeah. So yeah. I was like, yeah, and they were, you know, one of them was way too friendly, and one wasn't friendly at all. I'm like, mm, this is this is I'm the vibes. I always trust your gut. I don't care. Never question your gut. And you need, you need some different kind of black folks when you go to these small towns. In the yeah, I, I you know what? I need the kind of black <laughs> not people. Not like kind of, the black people I knew in Washington, D.C., let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah, I need the kind of black people. When I show up, and they see me, and I'm the third black person they like, they just nod their head like, I got you. <laughs> <'Cause> this, <laughs> this like, like, you could ask my wife, whenever we go to any metal concerts and things like that here in Houston, it seems like we see the same five or six black dudes since she and I have been together. And, and when we see each other, we kind of all give each other that nod like, I see you i got you <laughs> what needs to be said doesn't need to be said <laughs> so i'm like all right partying on rock on <laughs> you know so yeah but i didn't get that vibe from these two people in Bellefontaine, ohio <laughs> okay so it was that was an experience suffice it to say
1: i taught a course in ohio one time in dayton ohio I taught oh. a kettlebell course
0: so <laughs> now, now, here's and the that- thing you said dayton like i can go to dayton and I'm good. <laughs> I'm seeing you in Dayton. It's a little sketchy. <laughs> it's a little different. I've been in Dayton. I've done. I've actually DJ'd in Dayton, too. <laughs> uh, uh, that's a different kind of place. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's a different type of Ohio. Dayton and Akron is way different than Cleveland be. and Cincinnati. Okay. Oh
1: yeah. A good friend of mine was in the military at the time. So I stayed at his place that I got in late the night before I stayed at his place. The next day I taught the course in this park with abysmal weather. Like a snowstorm almost. It was the most difficult this, course I've ever taught in Ohio. Everyone ass off. Everybody during the breaks, people would go in their car and turn the heat on. That's how bad it was. <laughs> and this is the during the ghetto phase of my kettlebell career where I didn't have the money to rent out facilities. <laughs> so we're meeting in the park. And then I, I, after the course was over, this guy took me to the airport. I was back home that night. That was my. That was my attitude about teaching in places like that? I'm mean, yeah, in man. fast as possible.
0: <laughs>
1: in and out like a robbery, baby. I would have flown in the day of if I could have and then left right, right if I could time it right.
0: Yeah, yeah, in places like that, I used to try to do that too. It's like, I didn't want to spend any more time than I had to.
1: <laughs> but you actually feel like you achieve something when you're on the plane flying out. You're like, Ooh. oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> That's how I felt when I flew out of Dubai. I felt like I made it out of there. I didn't get arrested for anything dumb. <laughs> I made it out of this town. Which Muslim, probably, country, Muslim countries don't play. Yeah, bro. I was about to
0: say, which is not that hard to do in those five countries. You know? yeah. Every little thing you go one of the customs like, even if you check in with the embassy, they can't even give you the full rundown because things are always changing. You know,
1: if you foolish. give a capture, if you, if you, just exude profanities at a cab driver; they can have you arrested for that in a oh, place like Dubai, crazy. a different part of the world. Man, the place is yeah. wild, and you gotta respect it,
0: <laughs> or else. And, yeah. and like rule number one: you don't ever want to go into a foreign prison, <laughs> ever. <laughs> ever, 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 ever. <laughs> yeah, love. we we know from Jack Bauer's experience. <laughs> it <was laughs> right? <It's> my, <laughs> it makes Oz look like a resort. <laughs>
1: We know from season six of 24 that, that that's, <laughs> an that's an experience worth avoiding. Especially a Chinese prison
0: <laughs> or a Turkish prison. It's always funny how all these shows, the Turkish prison was always the worst and all these different, all these type of shows. Like, yeah, he,
1: he's. There's a just... prison in Africa. I forget which country, but it's basically no order whatsoever. And when I say no order, I mean that literally as literal as you can take it. It's basically a sectioned off building there's no police guards in there, nothing. It's just basically locked in from the outside so no one can get out. And then whatever goes on there is just what goes on. Damn. So you can imagine what goes on there. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let's just put it this way. People are being killed and eaten in there. That's what. That's, that's some of the stuff that goes on in there. Yeah, man. <laughs> you think American prisons are a country club. Even the worst prison in America is a country club compared okay. to that. I'm not saying that's good either. I'm just saying comparatively,
0: okay? Yeah. Yeah. I was just in well, thing I'll just say I'll tell
1: you one thing that's not an exaggeration, going back to this whole Asian hate thing. One thing that's not an exaggeration are Karens. That's real. There are a lot of Karens out there, a lot of Becky's too. All right. There's a lot of Karens out there. That's a real thing.
0: Well, I mean, you got to look at it. I mean, Becky's are basically, they, they end up growing up to be Karens. Okay? <laughs> Like, damn, you started off as a Becky, you evolved a Karen. <laughs> you get some Becky type things and got in trouble for them and got reprimanded for them. And then you got pissed off and now you're an angry Karen. <laughs>
1: Karens, no, Karens, people that say offensive things, but get more offended than anyone that they're offending. <laughs> that they're saying right. Like, why are you the one offended out of everyone here?
0: <laughs> yeah, I saw like this stupid video. So basically it was this fast food place. And I think the the cashier was trying to check or there was a Karen who was mad about her order. And so the cashier was looking at the receipt to see. And then when, when the Karen realized that she was wrong, she's getting mad. She's screaming, give me my receipt, give me my receipt. And so the girl was trying to show the manager that, you know, that she rang it up correctly. And so the, the lady is just swinging like, give me my receipt now. And she's just, making a scene and so the chicken was like oh so then she grabs the cashier by her sleeve and that's when things kind of went left because <laughs> it was it was it was a latina <laughs> i was like okay ooh, woman <laughs> you should not have done that so she's like don't fucking grab me what is wrong with you she's like, you give me my receipt <laughs> so and then next thing you know she swung on her and she's like i, I can't believe you would do that <laughs> she's like you hit me first she goes I just want my receipt. Give me my receipt. I'm going to call. I'm calling corporate and she's walking out and everybody's just looking like, what the hell was that? What just happened? I was like, man, it's one of those things where it's like people are so entitled or people have so many other issues going on that the cashier and the receipt is not the problem that that person's really dealing with. Okay. And having to deal with, it's just so much of a mix of crap going on, man, with folks mentally. I just think at this point, everybody's fucking crazy. Everybody needs therapy. Even therapists need therapy at this point. So it's it's weird, man. Why pays to stay home. <laughs> I'd just rather deal with my crazy dogs.
1: <laughs> yeah, the. yeah the, the whole thing with the funny thing is is the thing with karen's is that that seems like something that's exaggerated when you see it online but then not nah. actual in the real world that's the yeah, point
0: somebody, that's being filmed in real time okay that was not a skit. almost
1: on an everyday basis i see that kind of behavior oh yeah
0: well don't forget not, we, always,
1: not always as flamboyant and as <laughs> Exaggerated is what you see on, but there's
0: always some type of entitlement, like they're like, but a a hint of that, yeah. It's like, well, I didn't like this, so you know, you should, you should just comp me my food. No, (laughs) because you ordered one thing and now you've changed your mind and you pretty much have eaten that and now you sent us the wrong order. But you should have read my mind. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Why? Why? You should have known what I'm thinking. You should have known. You should have already known. Like, "Mm, yeah. Um, fuck! I look like Miss Cleo. That's an
1: extremely unattractive quality. When someone is wrong, you're showed clearly that you're wrong, and you still can't apologize. Oh man, yeah. That's an extremely unattractive quality because look, I've been in a situation before where I thought I was in the right, and then clearly I'm showed that I'm not, and I'm like, you know what? I'm sorry (laughs) about that. I realize I'm completely wrong right now. I'm not too big to do that. I'm not too big. I don't have to be right all the time. All it takes is
0: two words. Like, you know what? My bad. And that's all, most of the time, that's all people need to hear. Like, oh, don't worry about it. It's cool.
1: <laughs> even like, well, I have my dogs off leash sometimes. And they're both friendly. Raina's really well-trained. She's not going to just run up on people. She doesn't even like people. So I never have to worry about her running up on people. She loves dogs, though. Rumi is a big lover. He loves everybody. He loves kids. He loves dogs. He loves people. He gets excited when he sees anyone. So sometimes I have him off leash at night. And there's there'll be someone walking their dog. And he, and before I get I have a chance to put him back on leash, he's running up to that person. I'm always like, hey, I'm sorry about that. Always apologize ahead of time. 99% of the time, people are cool. They're like, hey, no big thing. But I know I'm in the wrong because I'm supposed to have my dogs on a leash. So I'm not going to just be indignant about it. And most of the time, the person who has his or her dog on a leash, they're cool about it because they're dog people. too. every once in a while, you'll deal with some dickhead. And even though I'm in the wrong, I'm still going to tell that person to fuck off. <laughs> <up. laughs> you're supposed to
0: have him on a leash. And you're supposed put to Put
1: your stuff. dog on a leash. The, the, the best yeah. has been like, put your dog on a leash. And I go, or what? <laughs> like that. And I just look him dead in the eye. Or what? And they just keep him. It's like, yeah, you better keep fucking walking, motherfucker. <laughs> Walk your bitch-ass dog as far from
0: here as you can. <laughs> You're supposed to have your dog on leash and you're supposed to shut the fuck up and mind your business. <laughs> <laughs> Yet here we are. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not worried about my, my dogs.
1: Are, my dogs don't have any malicious intentions. So even though they may be off leash, they're not going to cause any harm. Now, I do get it, though, that sometimes people have a dog on leash and they're worried about what their dog is going to do, which is why I always apologize. Like, hey, sorry about that. I always get my dog on leash. I don't just sit there and assume everything is going to be okay because sometimes people are walking the dog and they're walking the dog at night to avoid people. And then here's a dog running at them. And yeah, they know your dog is friendly or they think your dog is friendly, but they know that their dog may not be right. And you're in the, you're in the wrong there because they have their dog on leash. They're trying to control your dog. Your, your, your dog is 50 yards in front of you. You know, you're taking your time walking to catch up. So I, I've seen both sides before I've seen, I saw this one young lady walking her pit bull and it was, it's a it's a nice dog, but she was, this dog can get a little rattle sometimes if a dog just runs up on her. So she has asked this lady, like, please put your dog in a leash. And the lady's like, why? My dog's friendly. Not about you, bitch. <laughs> she's saying, she's asking you for, politely to, to do what you should be doing anyway, have your dog in a leash. So then at that point, she got irritated, justifiably so. She's like, well, my I'm not sure what my dog's going to do. So please put your dog in a leash. I was like, Jesus, man, why are people so stupid? Now, can't you just, She asked you nicely to
0: do it, man. Can't you just do
1: it? Yes, you're supposed to do it anyway.
0: No, because they, people, have, people have to have the last word, and they have to be right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it happened to me when I was walking Remy when I first got him. He was really reactive. Well, every time we would come across a dog, he was super reactive. And I, I've had this dog for two days, so I don't know what he's capable of. Right. This one guy's dog is running up on us, and he's all like, oh, he's friendly. Don't worry. And I go, look, my dog isn't, so I need you to put your dog in a leash. And this guy's taking his time, walking over slowly. Meanwhile, this 75 pound dog is pulling me aggressively and barking his head off. (laughs) So I started losing my patience. I was like, get your fucking dog in a leash.
0: (laughs) I was like, chill out, man. You know,
1: what do you say? Take it easy. I was like, don't tell me to take it easy. Like I asked you nicely to do it. You fucking just took your time casually walking over here. I told you the situation. I don't know what my dog's going to do. I don't want, but for all I know, Rumi would have, could have bitten this dog's neck off. I don't know. That's why he's on leash. (laughs) So it's just, it's just just, sometimes people are just fucking idiots, man. They can't assess the situation correctly at all.
0: Well, again, most everybody's in their own little world and that's the only world that's important. You know, (laughs) everybody else is just living in it or living around it. Again, back to the entitlement. (laughs) It's all there. Well, then, then there's guys who
1: are too tough to be friendly. Now they have to walk around like they're in badass mode all the time. So you say hello, they just kind of look at you and don't say anything. It's like, well, fuck you, motherfucker! You're some fucking tough guy or something. Just be polite, man. Someone says hello to you, say hello. You know, we don't have to do a stop and chat. Yeah,
0: have- I, I love those folks. I love saying, I say, "Damn, no fucking home training." And then they yeah. look, and then they always look back. My wife always cracks oh, wow. and I was like, "Damn, who?" Ra- oh, I'll, I'll do a Corey Holcomb. I'm like, "Who raised you?" <laughs> I love that one because then they look really confused. Because then they, now they're embarrassed. Because now they're like, "Oh shit, I just made my mom look really stupid." Because that man just asked who raised me. <laughs> and you, you have these
1: guys who think being friendly makes them come off weak. It's like no, acting like a badass is what makes you look. It may mean, come off weak. You're trying hey, to be. Hey, how's it going? I'm not gay.
0: You. What? <laughs> it's like- Where'd they come from? So,
1: yeah. So, anyway, it all comes down to you work hard, folks.
0: (laughs) Work, you better put in the hard work, (laughs) work smarter. Be be smarter, respond smarter. Don't be stupid and put your dog on a leash, damn it.
1: what irritates me is when I walk my dogs late at night and there's other people doing it. I was like, you guys are supposed to be home right now, okay? That's why I'm out here right now. I'm supposed to have this whole dog park to myself. What are you guys doing out here? I know, that is
0: like the worst, like, God. I see, like, some people coming, in, then they have two of their dogs. I'm like, why are you out? It's 11 (laughs) o'clock. Everybody here has real jobs. Y'all go to work in the morning. Y'all get up. I see you. I hear you. That's why you're not supposed to be out this late. Funniest is when I'm walking by people
1: and they have these small dogs, 10 pounds or less, and they have no control whatsoever over these small dogs, oh, even though you can pick them up. And then they're, they're trying to hold their dogs in place, which should be easy. They're 10 pounds. <laughs> pick it up, And they're like, oh, you can walk by. We'll just hold them. I was like, no, it's easier for you to walk by. I've got a, I'm, I'm trying to hold like a 75-pound dog who's low to the ground and strong as hell. <laughs> Raina doesn't pull at all because she's well-trained. So I go, it's a lot easier for you to walk by with your munchkin dogs than it is for me to try to pull him and walk by you. <laughs> yeah, take
0: you and that little terrace, right on by,
1: please. <laughs> barking a storm. And then the funny thing is people that are always trying to give your dog snacks. I was like, no, 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 like, see, don't see, don't, see, you just you.
0: Yeah, that's a button I right
1: you there because I don't even know your name. You're going to give my dog a treat. No, you did so.
0: somebody shout, like, Hey, can I give him a, no, I don't yeah. know you. First of all, yeah,
1: Joe Rogan talked about this lady who showed up at one of his comedy shows, and she <laughs> baked a cake for his daughter. She's like, "Oh, I made this for your daughter." Oh, hell no! He's like, "I'm not going to give a, a cake that someone made to my daughter." He's like, "No," he's like, "No, I'm going to have to decline that." <laughs> she got all indignant about it. was <laughs>
0: stupid. Come on, that's dumb. <laughs> like, I mean, we have the, like every time we. Take our dogs to the groomers, or whatever. Like, even though we've been taking to those groomers for years, but I don't know when you, you get new staff. So I always tell, him, I was to my wife, I me drop them off, remind them, do not give, like, our bulldog is very sensitive to everything. Okay? Yeah, that's how, that's how, I so I was well, like, I said, you can't, and I can always tell when he's had snacks, when they've given him something. I can always tell when he comes back, I can tell just the way his, that the way he's using the bathroom. I can tell when he starts scratching. All this stuff. I know this stuff. I was like, these fuckers gave him snacks. I don't care what they say. I know.
1: All of a sudden. <laughs> <you
0: know>. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> so yeah, man. So and to the point where I'm like, it's really not that hard. Put it in the notes. They should know. It's in the notes. Read the notes. Treat it just like, like a human. You always want to check and see what allergies humans have. Do the same with dogs. Yeah, can I give him a snack? No. Why not? Because I said no. <laughs> That's
1: enough. Why is it no enough? Why why does there have to be a challenge to that?
0: (laughs) People are just weird,
1: man. The funniest is when you're in a park by yourself with your dogs and then there's someone walking by and they make a beeline right for you. When they could be, been when they have all the space in the world to walk right by you, and look clearly, I don't want company. I'm in the dark in a park by myself. <laughs> my dogs. Does that look like I'm inviting people to come over and do a stop and chat? I'm talking about people I don't know. Obviously, like, someone know, they're going to come over and say hello. But someone I don't know, they're like, "Oh yeah, let's let's go let's go walk right by that person with your dogs on leash that you have no control over." Coming over right, it's like you have all the space in the world to walk by. Why do you have to come all the way over to where I am?
0: Well, I don't know what that is. It's like people cannot enjoy like their own space because even when I'm when I'm parked, so it's a big ass parking lot (laughs) right next to it's a big ass parking lot. All these spaces, but your dumbass has to come and park right next to the big ass F one fifty. Even though, (laughs) and you and you're close, And and so. I know you see me in the truck, so I always make it known. I, when they're getting close to me and then parking close, I will hit my horn. pip pip, And they'll look up. I was like, and I'll shake my finger. Like, uh. And then like, oh, and they'll back up and move. I'm like, why would you want to be that close? That's dumb. It will well, be like you- going to a movie theater, a matinee. You're the only one in the theater. Oh, my like, God. Why are you sitting next to me?
1: sit right next to you or even in the row behind you. It's like, why are you anywhere near me? We're the only two people in this I only go.
0: I only go to the matinee on Tuesday. Because I enjoy me a good deal, and I know no one, and I and I know no one's there because it's Tuesday at ten thirty in the morning, eleven o'clock in the morning. It's the it's a beautiful thing. Usually, it's usually me, it's usually a, a, an old couple, and maybe one or two other people. So, the last time I went, oh, it was for John Wick, and then this dude comes in, and like we're in the small theater. That's just how early it was. Okay, this is the movie just come out, so this was a good day. And here's the good thing about AMC before you go, when you pay, you actually have to pick your seats on the screen and and they, all the green ones are available. What in the hell makes you look at that? All that green. and You (laughs) want to pick the one next to that gray seat. That's stupid. What is wrong with you? (laughs) And so here comes this dude and he gets a seat. He looks at the one next to me, but I give him a look. (laughs) <laughs> I'm like, hey, don't don't sit there. So then he 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 looks, and then he moves over to the one next to it. So there's one seat in between us. And I'm still thinking, like, are you serious right now? Get all this theater? It's only five of us in here. What is this about? Uh, and I always sit to, to the seat on the end because you know shit happens in movie theaters, and I want to be able to get out or at least see what's coming in. You know. I'm just like, dude, just don't. That's just like going to the bathroom in the urinal. It's like, dude, if it's just two people in the in the. Yeah, bathroom. There's a guy.
1: There's a guy at the gym, and he's one of these loquacious guys who has to talk to everybody forever. This Man, one first of, of all, guys.
0: don't talk to me while I'm pissing. Okay. <laughs> rule, rule number one in the men's restroom: we don't talk when yeah, our yeah, shit is you out.
1: You can talk to anyone. Tomorrow, well, when, we're, when we're, our we're, shit is we're,
0: out. We're, when my shit is out, your mouth goes shut. You well, no talking.
1: Worse than a stall is when you're in one of the when you're in one or one of the toilets and the guy in the stall next to you is like uh, starts chit chat and he's like, hey man, you see the game last night?
0: <laughs> see, I've never had that happen. The worst thing you happened. Like-
1: haven't, haven't, to be fair, I haven't had it happen in about fifteen years, but it's also because I haven't had to use a public bathroom in at least 10 years. <laughs> All right.
0: But the worst <laughs> the worst thing happen go to a public restroom and you're in you're in the toilet, and you you got four or five empty stalls and someone comes to the stall right, <laughs> right next to you and they have a bad case of diarrhea so they, and they barely make it you, you know they're on borrowed time you, you see them slamming the clothes down and as soon as they sit down <laughs> you're like oh my god and then guess what they
1: do you can't go you're stuck there you gotta and deal.
0: then what do they do i think what they don't do they don't courtesy flush like bruh Are you serious right now? People are so gross, man. You have an explosive diarrhea, and you're not even going to flush. After that, it's like drop one, flush one, bro. What are you doing? There should not be any smell. In fact, you should be (laughs) flushing as it's coming out of your ass. No, I'm serious. It should be it should be dropping in the whirlpool, man. That's like the title, man.
1: That should be the title of this episode. You should be flushing
0: (laughs) as it's coming out
1: of your ass. That's the title. Today, we talk about how you should be flushing as it's coming out of your ass.
0: That's the lesson for today's episode. (laughs) That's a common courtesy, man. Come on, man. It's home training. My God. Who wants to sit there and smell their own shit? What is wrong with you? It's like, oh, people, man. Well, I think that's a place to end. I don't think there's any well, I mean that that's something <laughs> that's nothing else really to I say. I don't <laughs> I don't think we can go any lower but <laughs> we can go any deeper <laughs> with these conversations. We are at rock we are rock bottom right now. <laughs> <laughs> we we scraped we scraped the bottom of the barrel oh, of this. That thing. barrel is is like it's exposing itself now. <laughs> it's <in> the crowd. <laughs> so there you go, people. <laughs> to end the day, the moral of the story is. Keep your dog on a leash. Rush one, flush one. Don't be a Karen. Don't start off as a Becky. <laughs> and when you're out in Africa, make sure that you don't go out remote places without putting enough gas in your vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> and guess what? Also the American dream is a lie. <laughs> Unless you paid your house off, you are a high paying renter. Okay. <laughs> there it is. And that's not cool. Especially when you can't afford to have debt, no matter how they try to make it seem like it's cool. There you go. And that's the bottom line because we said so. so <laughs> shout out to Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> All right, folks. we we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Take care, everybody. Take care. That wraps up this week's Live Life Aggressively Show. Be sure to head over to MikeMahler.com and NewWarriorTraining.com. Use the coupon code LLA12 and receive 12% off of your total purchase at either of those websites. Also, for more personal protection tips, make sure you head over to newwarriordefense.com. Support the production of the Live Life Aggressive Show by heading over to patreon.com and becoming a patron simply go to patreon.com slash LLA podcast all patreon subscribers receive patreon only access to our brand new show afterlife which is a brand new behind the scenes episode that is not available to the public our patreon subscribers also get to enjoy bigger discounts on all of our products by receiving patron only discount codes beginning at 15 percent off on all products on MikeMauler.com and newwarriortraining.com don't forget to rate and review us on apple Podcasts, spotify and stitcher Lastly, be sure to share the episode by following us on social media, on Facebook, as well as our new account on Instagram. Until the next episode, take care, everybody.